everyone. Hello. Wasn't it just great just listening to all the work that's happening um, at Thebes? It's just amazing. Anyway, today um, I'm going to be continuing on with the series, Our Values. And um, Mark, Mark, I'm really sorry, but I can't say your surname. It's a long one. It's a long one. I always, I always go, ha, and then somebody just... Someone just finishes it off for me. I'm sorry. But Mark, he's right at the front. He started... Mark H. I will learn it, yeah? I will it. I will. Um, yeah, so Mark, he started off with the series, and he talked about God's kingdom. And then we had Wendy, and she talked about the Holy Spirit. And then last week, we had Richard, and he was talking about compassion. And today, I'm going to be talking about every member ministry. And this is the title, the title of my talk, and which is also um, the title or what was used for the Vineyard Value, is that everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to play. So I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for you. I just thank you for everything that you're doing. And I just ask you to please speak to us. Show us what you want us to know. Please encourage us and let us know that you love us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So yes, everyone gets to play. Now, this value is quite distinctive for the Vineyard Church amongst other churches. Everyone gets to minister. So you've got other places where you feel that, you know, you've got to, you've got to be a leader. You've got to be a Christian for a long time or you've got to um, be on the leadership before you can serve. But at the Vineyard Church, everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to do what Jesus did. Everyone gets to serve. Everyone gets to do the Jesus stuff. And John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement, he wasn't interested in, in religion. He was interested in having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he felt that if you had a relationship with Jesus Christ, it's going to impact you and all the other people around you. He felt that the community was the best place. It was an excellent place to just demonstrate the teachings of Jesus. And that being a Christian wasn't a spectator sport. Everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to be involved. So here, you don't have to be a Christian for like, I don't know, a lengthy time. You don't have to be mentored and massaged by Chris Lane or Richard or anyone else in the leadership team before you can do something. You can just get straight in and you can do something. Yes, we have guidelines. We have guidelines so that people are safe, that people are healthy, that people know that it's not about them, it's about God. That's why we encourage you to do 101 and 102. I mean, like, for example, with 102, it's good if you want to do prayer ministry. One thing is that I learned is that when you're praying for people, to keep your eyes open, yeah? Because sometimes you will close your eyes. So you're all closing your eyes. But if you're praying and asking God to minister to the person, you never know. If you've got your eyes closed, they might be on the floor. You know? They might be crying, and you don't know. And you know, around there is, can, can be quite packed. And if you've got your eyes closed, you know, there could be someone behind you sort of like going, hey, I want to get past you. So it's good to keep your eyes open. And also, ask people, can I lay my hands on you? Maybe somebody doesn't want to be touched. So it's good to just know the guidelines, but everyone can get involved. And also, you find it's the newbies that experience the amazingness of God. It's like the youth, when they come and they join in, it's that when they ask God to heal a person, you see changes. 
And we like to think that is because Jesus just wants to encourage the newbie to let them know that, hey, you can join in. My husband, he often does SMT, small ministry teams, if you don't know what that is. So you have one person who will have three people who's just gathered around them, praying for them over some time, over some weeks. And he said to me, because what you have, you have a number one who's the leader, you have the number two who assists the leader, and then you've got a number three that's generally a newbie. And he said to me, you're fine, that is the newbie that will get the pictures, get the words for the person. And he just thinks it's because God just wants to encourage them that, hey, I'm using you. So if you want to get involved, if there's something that you're interested in, you know, you can go to somebody who's leading out and you can ask them, can I stand with you? Can I learn what you're doing? And sometimes you might get people who don't want to help you. And you know what? If that is the case, just move on and you find someone else. And um, they, if you look at this book here, you can find this book in the, in, not in the library, in the bookshop. And um, there's all the other values there too. I highly recommend you looking at... Um, this book. And when I was just creating this talk, I was looking through the book, and there was a few things that just spoke to me that I want to share with you today. And the first thing is, is that everyone has their own flavor. I want you to say to the person next to you, I've got my own flavor. <laughs> I've got my own flavor. Everyone has their own flavor. Yes, and you can look that Jesus is interested. He was, when he walked on earth, he was interested in everyone. He hung out with all types of people, and even now, he's interested in everyone. I just want to just pause on that, because I just think that maybe somebody just needs to just be reminded that Jesus is interested in you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what is happening in your life, what you are doing, that might not even be right, he's interested in you. He wants to hang out with you. He really does. One of my favorite stories is the story of Zacchaeus. Now, when I think of Zacchaeus, I can just imagine him to be a little bit annoying. I imagine Zacchaeus to be a bit like David Brent and Gareth from The Office. We might have a picture of them, yeah? Not in looks, not in looks, but just the way they are in personality. I just imagine him that he didn't get much respect from people. People didn't like him, he was irritating. He also was taking a lot of money from people and he felt, you know what, if they don't like me, if I can't get them to like me, if I can't get respect, I'm just gonna stand there and assert my power. I just imagine Zacchaeus being really annoying, really irritating. And so Jesus was walking, there was lots of people around him, and Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, so he climbed up in a tree. And I just, just imagine just Jesus like pointing out and going, yo, Zacchaeus, all right, maybe he didn't go, yo, all right, he didn't, probably didn't go, yo. But for this, Jesus is going, yo. And he's going, Zacchaeus, I'm coming, I'm staying at your house. I'm staying at your house tonight. And people are like, why him? He's such a sinful person. Why is Jesus going to stay with him? Because Jesus loves everyone. He was interested in everyone. He's interested in you no matter what you are doing. And the great thing is, is that he stayed with Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus was a changed man. He's interested in you. You've got your own flavor. 
And not only have you got your own flavor, you can use that flavor to, to develop God's kingdom. To do, you know, he wants to use who you are. You may experience or you've, you've, you've walked a certain way. And you, you know, because of the things that you've been exposed to, you're able to help other people. Just listening to Heather just a while ago talk, and she said, I've been there. I know what it's like. And when she said that, it almost made it, okay, well, Heather, she knows where I'm coming from. I can get help. Because of our experiences, we can help other people who have the same flavor as us or have experienced things that we've experienced. I always say this, but I'm a mom of two, and I have both, in both pregnancies, in both kids, I have completely lost myself. On average, it takes three years for me to find Denise after a child is, you know, around for three years. And I remember when my son was three and I was pregnant with my second, I was in bed crying. And my husband said, what are you crying for? And I said, he goes, what are you crying for? You've got a baby in your belly, you should be happy. And I was saying, you know what? <laughs> I, was just, I was just crying, saying, you know, it's taken me three years to find Denise again. And I now know I'm going to lose her <laughs> again for another three years. And because of that, I've got a heart for women who have lost themselves because I've been there. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel like a hub. You're just a hub. You don't know who you are anymore. I know and I want to help people like that, help mums like that. I look at Tara Gethard and because of her family background, she's got a heart for people who are like her. And because she's got that heart, she set up something at church, Christmas lunch at church. It's been going on for 14 years. Because at Christmas time, most people spend time with their family. And so she's got a heart for people who don't have family, who are not connected with their family. And it's been going on for 14 years. And she told me yesterday that 240 people attended last Christmas, and about 20 or 30 of them were only Christians. The rest were non-Christians. It's because of her experience. She's able to see what people need because of where she's walked. I used to live in Nashville, and I went to this church, and there was this girl that became a Christian, and she worked at this restaurant called Hooters. Now, for some of you who do not know what Hooters is, I don't want to go into it too much, but basically, <laughs> mostly I think it's just women who are the waitresses, and um, they are wearing very tight clothes, very revealing clothes, and they're serving burgers and beer to men. And she became a Christian, and we were all were like, what are, you, what are you doing at Hooters? You need to, no, come out of Hooters, come out of Hooters, you know better, come out of Hooters. And she stayed there. And she was just bringing the waitresses to just leading them to Christ. Because they had their stories. They were going through things, and she had been there too. And so she was bringing them. Now, I'm not saying that's for everyone. I'm not saying everyone should do, you know, stay in a situation. I'm not saying that's safe for everyone. But it was working for her, and you know what? She was bringing people to Christ. I went to Toronto, and I, went, I, had, I did a, a ministry outreach. And I was a part of this Christian cafe. And what we did is at this church, we would have a cafe in the evening. And during the day, we would give out flies and just invite people to the cafe. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I can stand here and talk to you about Jesus. But put me outside there and talk to somebody one-on-one, -on -one, a stranger, about Jesus. 
I find that challenging. I struggle with that. And so I struggled with telling people to come to this cafe. And my friend, she went to this skate park, and she invited this skater guy to this cafe. And he came, and I remember him being there, and I was just wondering, what's he thinking, what's he thinking? Because we had a preacher, and he, you know, he, was, he said it how it is, and you know, he didn't sweeten it or anything like that. And um, we had the cafe, and I just wondered, what's he thinking? But that night, he gave his life to Christ. And then the next day, he invited two of his friends, and they gave their life to Christ. And then they invited more of their friends, and each one of them gave their life to Christ. And every day when we were there, they kept inviting their friends, and their friends were just giving their lives to Christ. You see, they were able to go and tap in to the environment they were in and tell them of what Jesus had done for them. We all have our own flavor. We all have our own experiences. We all have access to people that maybe I, you know, other people don't have access to. You may work in a certain place, and you've got access to certain people that I wouldn't have access to. We can all use that. Jesus, in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, he says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He doesn't say you've got to be a certain person before you go. He doesn't say that. You've got to know me a period of time before you go. He says, go, go, and you testify, teach them everything that I've commanded you. So I want you to just think about what is it? What's your flavor? How can that impact God's kingdom? Who do you have access to that you can be an influence, that you can share what God has done for you? Just ask God that. What can I do for you? My next point is that we need to be more like children in the way we live out God's kingdom. We need to be more like children. And I'll tell you why, because children are bold. They are bold, unless they've been taught elsewhere, otherwise they are bold, they say it how it is. If they believe something, they will act out on that. They don't have the same social hang-ups as us adults. They will just, go, sorry, go and do. And I just think that the work of the children's ministry is amazing. We are not just handing our kids over to good Christian people while we do church here. No, they are having church out there. They're learning amazing things, and they're going out, and they are saying what they believe. I look at my son, and he keeps telling people about Jesus. Sometimes the way he does it, me and my husband kind of cringe a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Or maybe not cringe, but we just think, oh, wow. We wouldn't say that, but he's just going out and doing it. We were at the park, and my son saw these teenage girls by the swings, and they looked at him like, oh, and you sweet little six-year-old, oh, and he, he just stands there, and he goes, hi. <laughs> I want to let you know that I have a friend. And they're like, oh, that's sweet, and he goes, you can't see him, but I have a friend. And my husband, he was standing there, and he was like, and he just said, he knows. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and Alistair, he just puts his head down, you know. He just puts his head down and just thinks, oh, oh, boy. 
And at the same park, I'm talking to a mum. And you know like when you're trying to put your best foot forward, you don't know somebody very well. And I'm just, you know, having a little bit of a chit-chat with her. And her son comes up to her and goes, Mummy, Mummy, Brody is writing the word God in the sand. And he's telling everyone in the sandpit that God's here and no one can see him, but he's here. And then I'm like thinking, wow. But then I'm looking at her laughing, going, oh, you know, I don't know why he's doing that. <laughs> thinking, and she's like, oh, it's okay, don't worry. My son's used to people being a bit crazy. And I'm like, he's not being crazy. I feel embarrassed though, but he's, he's, he's ministering. And then he also said to me that he was at the playground and he was telling all these kids, he's saying, guess what, everyone? I've got two dads. And they all said, oh yeah, is your mum divorced? Is she remarried? And he went, no, I've got one at work and one's here. And they were like, oh, has he passed away? Is he a ghost? And he's telling parables. And this boy obviously knows he's a Christian and he says to Brody, I know what you're talking about. And Brody's like, yeah. <laughs> You see, my son is completely mesmerized that he is involved in two dimensions because he is Brody, who has a dad who goes to work and he's human, but then he also has a heavenly dad who is king of kings, who is the master and who's the creator of the universe and everything else. My son is so in awe that he is a prince in the heavenly realm, in the heavenly royal family, he is a prince. And he just wants to share that to people because of the truth, even though other people can't see it, he wants to share it. He wants to share it. And this is, brings me to my third and final point, is that we need to play in the kingdom. Everyone gets to play. Everyone gets to minister. We need to play in God's kingdom. We need to allow Jesus to minister to us. We need to do that. If we did it, maybe then it would be easier to just tell people, to tell people and share and to serve. I know what it's like to do things about God but you are not spending time with him. It's so easy to be in that position where you are doing things all about God, but you're not spending time with him. I've been there and I've burned out by doing that. And when I think about spending time with God and playing in his kingdom, it's not about you know, making fun, it's about engaging. When you think of playing, you engage, you find it as recreation where you rest, where you play, where you enjoy, where you find pleasure, where you are being renewed. Because when you work and then you play, you find that refreshing, you find that as restoration. So we need to do that in God's kingdom. We need to learn to play in God's kingdom. And we also need to allow Jesus to minister to our hearts. I think of a friend where you like a friend, you enjoy their company, but you just haven't seen them for a while. And it has, it's been days, and then it's been weeks, and then it's been months, and before you know it's been a year, or maybe five years until you've properly connected. And we can do that with Jesus, where it's just been a long time, where it's just been him and us. And before you know it, it's been five years before you've actually really engaged in Jesus. You're doing all of this work for him, but you're not spending time. 
I think about the sun. The sun is so powerful. You can be outside, and the sun is on your skin. And then when you go, you know, you go inside, you feel the effects of the sun. And it's a bit like God, because he's so powerful. You could just be living off an experience you had with God months ago, maybe even years ago, because he's so powerful. But he wants us to be completely filled so that our cup is overflowing, that we are receiving, receiving daily from God, receiving, and then it's just spilling out, and it's spilling out into the community. We can't help to serve. We can't help to do amazing things because Jesus is ministering to us, and that is what we need to do. Okay, so what I'd like you to do, we're going to pray. I would like you all to stand up. Now, we're all in different places, and if the band could come up as well, that would be really great. And we're just going to pray so you can put your hands out. And this is your time to just talk to God. Now, we're all in different places. And some of you here have listened to this and you've just needed to hear that, you know what? You can do something in God's kingdom. You get to play. And you just wanted that encouragement to know that you can serve. You can do what Jesus done. You can do all the Jesus stuff. You can do that, and you just need to know, I've got permission. So if that is you, just say, God, please, show me. Show me what to do. If you've got something in your heart that you would love to do, just lay that down before Jesus and say, Jesus, do whatever you want. If you lay it down, if you put it out in your hands like a butterfly, that it can fly away, and you'll just give it all, it stays in your hands. The best thing to do is that if there's something you want to do for God, just put it there out on your hands and let God do what he wants to do with it. If it's something that you're meant to do, he will give that to you. He will open up doors. He will open up opportunities. Just lay it down before God. And some of you here may be feeling burnt out. You are doing lots of stuff for God and you are tired and to be honest, you might not have, you're not actually maybe spending enough time with God, being filled with Holy Spirit, being filled with Jesus, being filled with all the amazing things that God can do for you. But you, you may just be feeling that I, I don't have time to actually have one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus. I'm out there doing stuff, but I've let that slip. If that's you... Just bring that to God. Just confess that to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm sorry I haven't spent time with you. I don't even know how to even just be still with you. I'll be honest with you. There's other things that I'm focusing on, but help me just to get back to you and make it be about just me and you. Even if it's two minutes with Jesus, please, Jesus, please, can it just be quality time? and then we'll build up on it. Help me not to feel bound that I have to spend an hour with you because when I think about a lengthy time with you, it just brings anxiety. Please, can it just be quality time and we'll build up on that. Jesus loves you. He's got so much grace for you. He has so much grace. And some of you here may be in a position where you feel like, you know what, I'm doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing. I'm just avoiding Jesus. He's interested in you. He loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants to hang out with you. Just say, I'm here. 
Just let Jesus do what he needs to do with you. You don't have to change yourself before you go to Jesus. Just go as you are and he will do the rest. And some of you here may not even know how to play with God. You don't know how to play in the kingdom because you stopped playing ages ago. You don't even know how to just be yourself. You don't know how to completely express who you are because you don't know who you are. And maybe people have criticized you. They've criticized when you wanted to just experience Jesus in your own way. They just said, no, you're not meant to do it that way. You've got to do it this way. And because of that, you've got layers and layers and you don't even know how to just say, oh, Jesus, I'm here. I want to just play with you. I want to enjoy you. So if that is the case, again, just say, Jesus, please help me. Help me with those layers to just take them off and to discover who I am so that I can actually have an intimate relationship with you. Okay, I'm just going to pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We thank you so much that we are here. We thank you so much for your love. Lord Jesus, please speak to us. We're all in different places. And I just ask you, Lord, to please let us know that your grace is amazing, that your grace is for us. It's not just for the person next to us. Your grace is for us. And that you want to use us, but you just want to be with us. So Lord, I just ask you to please do what you need to do. And please, can we just know your love more and more. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.